Welcome to the Bookwifery Podcast, a weekly podcast that helps you birth your book, your voice, and your audience through discernment, companionship, and guidance. I'm Christiane Squires, the founder of Bookwifery, and my mission is to help you birth books that heal the world with light. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to this bonus pop-up episode of the Bookwifery podcast. I'm recording this episode on September 1st, 2018, which happens to be the second birthday of Bookwifery. Bookwifery came officially into the world on September 1st, 2016, and it was something that had been a long time coming, and I didn't even know it. And then when I did know it was coming, um, I started working like like mad, working feverishly to bring it to life. And it officially entered the world on September 1st, 2016. And I have to tell you, what Bookwifery was on that first day of its life in the world is different very much from what it is today. It has grown so much. I've grown so much. We have learned from one another. Bookwifery has taught me a lot about what it wants to be, what it can be, uh, what it dreams of being, and it's taught me a lot about myself and what's possible for me and what I long for and desire and what I get most excited about doing in my work and what fires me up and also what, what drains me of life and what is challenging for me. So, I'm just, I decided to do this bonus pop up episode today to mark this occasion, this special occasion, and to invite you into it. Got my little party hat on, not for reals, but (laughs) in my imagination. And I just thought um, one special way I could celebrate this day would be to create a special pop-up episode for you. So showing up in your podcast feed unexpectedly, and I love doing that. Um, I sometimes feel like I wish I could do episodes much more frequently than once a week (laughs) because I really enjoy doing this. So anyway, when I get to do these bonus episodes, I take the opportunity. So what I'm doing to celebrate this second birthday of Bookwifery in the World is I am going to share with you... Um, kind of the fruit of a question that I asked on Instagram this past week and connect it to what I've learned about birthing books um, through this experience of doing that these last couple of years. So what happened was this. I was going around running my usual errands that I do um, earlier this week. I have a certain day of the week that I do all my errands. And um, my one of my favorite things to do while I do that is to listen to other podcasts. And I had found, um, I had subscribed to a new podcast that morning. And it was an episode, it was a podcast called Startup Pregnant. And it's a podcast for mom entrepreneurs. And it's about the experience of being a business woman, a business owner while being pregnant or expecting or becoming a mom. And that's not me because I'm not a mom and I'm not expecting uh, a baby, but I am an entrepreneur. And so it speaks to me in that way. But but really um, what I thought would be helpful to listen to it, um, the reason I thought it would be helpful is because you know, listening to listening to podcasts, reading books, talking to other women about their experiences of pregnancy and birth are so helpful for me in the work that I do here at Bookwifery. And so, it was just I, you know, subscribe to this podcast because it was a chance to um, continue to learn about this metaphor that I use in my work that is so intricately tied to it. So, 
I went on Instagram that day on my Instagram stories and I shared that I was um, listening to this podcast. This is something that you do when you own a business, but you're not a mom and you, you, your business is connected to what it's like to grow beings inside your body and birth them into the world. And so I, I decided to ask my Instagram friends, uh, connector connections. Um, what is it that you experienced about pregnancy when you were growing a new life inside of you? Um, just kind of asked an open-ended question when I was pregnant, I dot, dot, dot to see what people would say. And the responses I got were varied and beautiful and inspiring and ferocious. And, um, yeah, just gave me increased respect, you know, as you know, I have such increased, such respect for women who give birth or grow, grow a life inside of them and then bring that life into the world. I have such respect for that. And it just increased that all the more, especially to hear from people who I know who I'm connected with on Instagram. So little plug here, if we're not connected on Instagram, I would love to be connected with you there. It's my favorite social platform. It's where I show up mostly daily, um, except maybe on the weekends. And you can find me there at Christiane underscore bookwifery, or you can just search for bookwifery on Instagram and usually I'll pop right up there. So what I'm going to do in this episode is share with you, first of all, the responses that I got from real women who answered that question. When I was pregnant, I dot, 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 fill in the blank, and it could be anything that they felt. It could be anything that they did. It could be anything that they experienced. You know, it runs the gamut. I'm going to read you what these women said, and then I'm going to um, kind of connect those responses to things that I have seen show up in the book birthing experience for the women whose books I've been helping to birth over these last several years. Things that I've noticed are connected to the real birth experience of human of human humankind <laughs> and how that connects to the experience of birthing a book into the world, the creative creative process of birthing, what you can learn from that um, as you're approaching your own book pregnancy, what what can be helpful to keep in mind or to be aware of, and thought that might be a nice way to um, acknowledge the second birthday of bookwifery in the world. So here we go. When I was pregnant, I dot, 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 prepared for the birth, but couldn't see beyond it. I realized I couldn't intellectualize my way into labor. Honestly, freaking out, going through a phase where I questioned if it was what I truly wanted, fantasized about what would happen if I lost the baby and how I would be moderately okay with that because growing and birthing and caring for a baby is hard work. I mourn the loss of freedom, self, time that happens when you become a mother, cried, felt physically drained, questioned my worth and my abilities, tried to predict and plan as much as I could because, oh my gosh, a baby is coming. This person went on to say, it's equally scary, maddening, sad, terrifying, joyous, happy, exhilarating. And I feel like we don't talk about the dark parts as much as we do the light, which is a disservice to motherhood. When I was pregnant, I did whatever I wanted because I felt like my body was telling me to. I felt hopeful, excited, anxious, and uncomfortable, nauseated at some points. I waited to announce it to other people. It was a sacred secret. I loved holding silent for a while. I remember that my baby was quiet when I was very busy, but she really kicked and made her presence known when I stopped to rest. 
I was overjoyed. I wanted to tell everyone I saw. After years of infertility, I was determined to celebrate every second, every twinge. And I'm glad I did because those eight weeks were all I had. I loved to eat, lay around, and read and quilt. I felt like a sanctuary. I did not feel ready any of the three times. Terrible heartburn, backaches. But the positive was prayerful over the person within, excited about naming, curious about the personality. I had no idea what to expect. Aware of the sacred honor of carrying new life. Felt like an incredibly special vessel. Spoke love into my body every day, connected intuitively with my growing person, dreamt. I had no idea at first, and I kept telling people I was being plagued by rock spurts, which is a Harry Potter reference. (laughs) Baby number one, I bought books thinking I could learn through reading. Baby number two, trusted intuition. Aren't those responses absolutely gorgeous? (laughs) I just was amazed at the honesty that was shared and the variety of experience and also the the common commonalities there. Um, The the sense of wanting to prepare, but also knowing there's only so much preparation you can do. Um, The fear and, you know, is this what I really want? Um, the connection with that growing being inside of you and honoring what is, what is growing within, what is present within, um, wanting to share it with others, but also sometimes wanting to hold it close to yourself. Um, I loved that comment about, um, the baby being quiet when busy, when, when the person was busy, but that whenever she slowed down and stopped, um, the baby would make its presence known. So I want to talk about those things that I just called out there. Those are the ones that I, that I drew out as some commonalities or things worth noticing that really connect to the creative process of birthing a book. But before I do that, I want to read to you some lines from a blog post that was shared with me in response to the same question earlier this week by a, a gal named Kyla. And I will link up Kyla's blog post in the show notes for this episode if you'd like to take a look at the actual, the whole post. It's a really beautiful post. Um, but Kyla's sharing her experience of birth. Um, the different experiences she had when she gave birth in a hospital, you know, kind of traditional birth with doctors and nurses, and the different experience she had of birth when she worked with midwives and had kind of a non-traditional experience of birth. And two things in her article that she wrote um, when she shared it with me stood out to me, and I just want to read them to you because it's, it connects so much to um, the the same kind of connection to the book birthing experience that I find um, for folks like you who are wanting to to do this creative work to bring you know this new life of who you are into the world and um, kind of the different ways you can go about doing that and what it can look like when you're truly supported. So Kyla wrote. All too often, we leave laboring women on their own without any knowledgeable support people to guide them through the thick of it. Doctors come in when it's over or when there's a crisis. Nurses come in to check progress and administer medications. But for the most part, you are on your own in a painful wilderness, and it is so easy to feel hopelessly lost. I love that this piece that this piece of what Kyla shared here, because it's so true in the book birthing experience, too, that, you know, 
fledgling writers, fledgling authors are trying to figure out how to how to do the work of bringing a book into the world. And there's all of this information out there. And there's, you know, it's just very overwhelming. And you feel very alone in the wilderness of all that there is to know and to do. And how much how much do you need to know? And um, for the most part, as she writes, you are on your own in a painful wilderness, and it is so easy to feel hopelessly lost. She also says about her experience of working with midwives, she says, my midwives were my lifeline in the moments when I felt like I could not go on. And believe me, those moments came. They still believed I could, and they gently made me believe it too. When I tensed up so much that I fought my own breath, they held my gaze and showed me how to breathe again. The beauty of being at your most vulnerable and being met with only tender, strong support and unwavering patience is miraculous. I love that description that Kyla shared about working with her midwives, and it just really touched me because of um, the the kind of parallel experience that I have of working with my authors as a um midwife of their creative process is that sense of um, helping them breathe when they need to breathe um, and looking into their eyes with this fierce belief that you can do this and I believe in you and I'm here to support you. Um, And that sense of like transferring that belief and helping them believe again in themselves. I experience that in the work that I do and it's a, it's, it's a beautiful honor. And so I just so appreciated what Kyla shared of her experience of giving birth and the ways in which it helped me better know what it is that I do and why it's important in this landscape of publishing to have that kind of support made available to authors who are trying to figure it out, who are scared, um, but who have something to bring into the world and need, you know, guidance support and belief. So I will link up Kyla's article uh, in my show notes for this episode. Okay, so let's talk about some of these common grounds um, that we find between human pregnancy and birth and the creative process of birthing a book. So I talked about um, one of those categories of commonality being that, you know, wanting to prepare, but then there being this kind of surrender to the process and trusting the intuition in you that that also needs to come alongside. And um I see that a lot in the process that I'm I do with my authors is, you know, a lot of what I view my courses as is providing that preparation. You know, there's information that's shared, there's process, there's kind of like this is what you can expect, setting some found, you know, some setting our expectations, laying some groundwork, um, and following a process. But probably one of my biggest learnings this past year as um as you know, I've been running these courses and working with more authors has been the the way that that process and that prepare preparedness part comes alongside the author's own intuition and work, you know, inner work to surrender. Um, there's only so much that we can know. There's only so much that we can prepare in advance for. And another big part of it is learning what do you need. You know, there's these kind of broad brushstrokes of guidelines about how this process goes, but then there's your real experience of living it out. And what works for someone else may not work for you. And it's so much about finding what does work for you. What is going to help bring this particular book into the world? Um, And it may be different from book to book. You know, the next book that you birth may come into the world in a completely different way. You may learn a different process works for you. But So there's this great work that's done interiorly where you are noticing what's helping you get the work 
grown and what is not helpful. And, you know, any amount of information or process, you know, kind of flies out the window when you're realizing there's there's certain things that I need in order to make this work. <laughs> and so a lot of my job is to provide the information, provide the structure, provide the process, but then also pay attention to what it is that you are needing, what it is that you're responding to, what is like making it hard, what's making you feel stuck, what's actually greasing the wheels and helping it get going. So that that kind of dance that comes between preparation and intuition, inner knowing and surrender. Um, there's that piece about connecting with and honoring what is growing within. I loved the the folks who the what those folks shared the, about, you know, kind of like feeling this special connection to what was growing within, feeling aware of the sacred gift of it, wanting to hold it close and not tell anyone yet. Um, you know, talking to it or, you know, dreaming with it, dreaming over it. And, um, this shows up a lot too in book pregnancy. There's, I I talk a lot about the book itself being an entity that is, that is its own and wants to come into the world as well. It's like conspiring with you and with the divine to grow and, and, you know, get its literal legs under it. (laughs) If we compare it to a, a human being, um, And so in a lot of ways, the book pregnancy experience is there is this whispering that happens between you and the divine and the book. And it's like, what are, what listening in to hear what those two other entities are saying to you and also having a chance to whisper back to them. And there's this kind of exchange, this sacred exchange, this sweet, intimate, um, you know, holy exchange that's happening. And you know, and also kind of tuning in, inclining your ear toward the book and listening to it and noticing what's happening on the page and noticing what it seems to be growing into. So much of the book birthing, book pregnancy experiences, you know, you're bringing something out of nothing. You don't really know what it's trying to be. And, um, and so noticing what's happening as you go. Um, the question about, is this what I want? Is this really what I want? And, you know, if this didn't end up happening, would I be that disappointed? Um, and I'm, please know I'm, I'm saying this kind of flatly in the context of book pregnancy, um, completely wanting to honor the question of that in the context of human pregnancy. I, I'm not trying to be, um, crass about that or, um, insensitive, but, um, when it comes to book pregnancy, this question comes up a lot. <laughs> it comes up at the very beginning when you're even discerning if you're pregnant with a book and you're kind of going through that book pregnancy test. Um, it's, you know, is this really what I want given all that it will ask of me and what it will require to get it done and kind of counting the cost and weighing the odds and all of those things before you even step into it and, and, and noticing, is there an invitation here truly? And if there is an invitation and you're aware of the cost that it will ask, you know, it will ask you know, having to make some peace with that. Um, But then even as you go along in book pregnancy, and once the book is in the world, you know, there's so many, there's so many times when an author will come to that same, same point, like, is this really what I want? Do I have, you know, do I have what's what's needed within me to keep going? Um, noticing the ways in which the book is taking up more and more room in your life and other things are having to give a little bit. Um, 
and just wondering, you know, do I want to be giving up all these things that this process is asking me to give up? Do I really want to be making the room in my life for it that it's asking me to make? And just having to continue to face that question, the honesty of that question, and um, and settle your score with it. Um, and most times, you know, an author will just continue to, you know, wrestle and make peace with it and keep pushing on. But there are the times when um, someone comes up to that question one time and they're like, I just don't think that this is this is what what I'm supposed to keep doing. And so they're they're setting it down. They're letting that they're letting that um, that book go, that dream go. And um, so it's it's such a sacred question. Um, it's such an honest question that you you will face many times in your book pregnancy. Um, and it's a question only you can make for yourself. And, um, and kind of as you're weighing the dynamics and the factors that are at play here. Okay, another another connection point here, um, that impulse to share with others, and then yet wanting to hold it close. So I see this, I sometimes I see this at work, and sometimes I wish that I saw it more at work <laughs> when I'm working with authors. So that impulse to share it with others, you know, wanting to tell people, I'm working on a book, you know, and um, but then there's also sometimes where I see people not talking about it. And um, then it's like they bring a book into the world and no one knew that a book was coming. And so then the the people that they're sharing it with weren't kind of prepared. And so they, they're just starting to kind of get their head around like, wait, what? You wrote a book and what's it about? And so... Um, and so my real encouragement to authors is to, to let people that you're connected with know that this book is coming and to let them see you growing it. Let them see you working on it. Let them see you wrestling with it. Let them see you celebrate the different milestones that happen along the way so that when the book comes into the world, is delivered, they're celebrating with you and they are here and showing up with you in that moment and um, wanting to support you and come around you and rally and um, tell others about it too. So there's that. And then there's this other piece about holding it close and not wanting to share it from a place of just wanting to keep it close and treasure it inside of you. And I think the connection here to book pregnancy is um, it's the parts of the process that don't need to be shared publicly. Um, You don't need to go online and tell your readers that you have like no faith in your creative juice and you just don't have it. I mean, you can do that to be honest, you know, to show up in those honest ways sometimes, but to do, but to do it from a place of like intentional sharing and wanting to share the process. But then there can be other times where you're just wanting to, you know, you need to process some things yourself. You need to kind of work in your own spirit with the book, with, with the sacred presence. And, um, you know, some of that, some of that kind of inner struggle, inner challenge, and even just some of the sweetness of the process doesn't have to be shared. It can just be something that you're working with yourself. Um, So there's pieces of this that you can hold back for yourself, but also there's definitely an invitation to share, share the experience, share the process with people who want to be, you know, cheering you on, coming alongside you, celebrating with you as you go and encouraging you when you get, when you get caught, when you get stuck. Um, and then just this last piece about um, the one comment that was shared about, um, I noticed that my baby was really quiet when I was busy, but when I stopped and paused, really made her presence known. Um, 
I just, the piece of this that connects to book pregnancy for me when I read it was just how um, a book can stay quiet in you for a really long time. You know, you we can do a good job ignoring the things that really want to come to life. We can keep ourselves busy and kind of like not even notice that it's there, um, but it's there. <laughs> and sometimes when we finally slow down, it's like it's like kicking up against us and saying, "Hey, I'm here, and I I really want you to notice me that I'm I'm here. My presence is real, and I would love for you to to notice me." And so. I see this um, in the process of people discerning whether they're pregnant with a book is, you know, they're not aware that something's growing there and they're just kind of keeping on, keeping on. They're really busy and they don't even know. But then when they do get still, they notice there's something there that really is wanting its attention, their attention. Um, but then also I notice it too with pregnant book book mamas um, <laughs> who are working on their books and there's all the things of life that are getting in, you know, in there and, you know, they're, they're kind of pulled in all these different directions. And when they finally lay their head down on the pillow at night and the world finally gets kind of quieter, you know, all of the creative ideas flood in and it's like, you need a notebook next to the side of your bed just to jot down things that come or um, a note on your phone app or something that you can just like type in your ideas so that when you are still and the creativity starts to flow, you have a place to, to capture those ideas. So Anyway, so these are some of the these are some of the things that came up this week that I just so appreciated learning about and um, having shared and to be able to share with all of you and as a way too of just reflecting on some more things that we can learn about book pregnancy together and that you can learn is is part of the process and you're not alone in it and it's it's really something that's shared by many. Um, so. Again, if you and I are not connected on Instagram, I'd love to connect with you there. I love sharing things like this with the community and learning from you all and just learning what what's going on for all of you as you are birthing your books or dreaming of birthing your books or getting clear about what your light is in the world and how it might want to be channeled for the benefit of others. So Christiane underscore bookwifery, um, if you want to connect with me over there. also want to invite you, um, if you weren't aware, I offer something that I call birth notes, and it's my version of my email newsletter. And um, if you go to bookwifery.com slash notes, you can sign up. Um, I've been offering those weekly, and I'm, I'm going to be changing it up a little bit, but it's basically a way for me to help you continue to tend your book, your voice, and your audience, kind of sharing with you things that I'm just like what I'm a little bit of what I've shared here, you know, sharing with you things that I'm noticing about book pregnancy as I continue to work with authors, things that I'm learning that would be helpful to pass along to you. So again, that's why it's called birth notes um, that can continue to encourage you and inspire you forward as you tend your book, your voice, and your audience. But thanks for being here in this bonus pop-up episode to celebrate Book Wifery's second birthday. It's been great to have you along. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wifery podcast. Show notes for each episode can be found at bookwifery.com slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you beyond the show. You can subscribe to my birth notes newsletter at bookwifery.com slash notes where I share further details behind each week's episode, plus updates on all things bookwifery. My favorite place to hang out online is Instagram. You can find me at Christiane underscore bookwifery or by searching bookwifery in the explore tab. 
And lastly, don't you just love this music? It's called Lights Dissolve and is produced by a musician named Elliot Middleton. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>